Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. For the blind. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. You know, we've got a great offensive line coach. Same one that, you know, we led to Power Five in Russian two years ago. And, yeah, it's the same one that everybody tries to get it when the season's over with. Um, off the field, I have several questions about what we're doing, how we're doing it, this, that, and other. I want to be conscious that I didn't want to overstep anybody's boundary as the offensive line coach. And uh, because we've got a really good one. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. Say with my boobay, taste like too late for the analyst. Girl, I can buy your Westie world with my base stuff. I know that it's good. Would you say that on my taste blood? I get way too busy. Won't you let me do the extras? Pull up on your block and break it down. We playing Tetris. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon. This afternoon, it'll be a Trigger Tuesday for us. We'll get into that because uh, we got a little bit behind, but that's okay. We're going to keep working through it. Andrew Ellis will join us here in just a little bit. Talk to him about the uh, latest in the Razorback world. But uh, let's work through uh, some of these calls that have been patiently holding on with us. Uh, let's go to Mark and Cabot. What's up, Mark? Hey, man. Uh, I just wanted to give a little bit of a different take, and thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, I want to start with, uh, with a big fat thank you to Sam Pittman. Honestly, I don't know if anybody remembers, but when we were trying to find a coach that would come here to our program that had been decimated by the likes of Jeff Long and the subsequent coaches that he hired, uh, Sam Pittman, I think, was the only guy who'd take the dang thing. And we were kind of running up against the 11th hour. Anybody who thinks that somebody comes in who hasn't ever done anything other than been an offensive line coach and doesn't think that we're going to have to pay for his education in some way, in some way, shape, or form, I think is a little bit misled. And then, finally, all the things about, well, the offensive line coach is trash or Danny knows is trash or whoever's trash. I've got kids that play football, played football, and... If, <laughs> I would challenge anybody to stand in and make the calls when the offensive line doesn't pass block well, doesn't run block well, and if that's a personnel issue or whatever, I mean, sure, it's got to be solved. But uh, And I know that we all get our hopes up during the offseason hearing about how great our players are, but you know there are statistics that show how well offensive lines do based on the number of snaps they've taken as a unit. And these guys are all <laughs> they're all working with somebody brand new at their side. So I'm not pleased with the season. I'm disappointed just like everybody else is. It's hard to watch, and it sucks when we lose. But, I mean, had it not been for Sam taking the job, who would have at that mm-hmm. time? Literally mm-hmm. nobody wanted to come here. So I just wanted to give a little bit of a different take, look a little bit back in history, and, and good Lord, man, you know, it's going to be fine. They will fix it. They will find a way. And if it's with Sam, great. And if it's not, great. But I'm still supporting those kids, man. When my kids play football, even if they even if they lose, I go back and I watch the games again and look at the good things that they did and just try to take a positive attitude. I hope somebody can do it. I know that's crazy nowadays. But, uh, again, thanks for taking my call. All right. Appreciate it, Mark. Mark, there are a couple of big names in college football right now that did want to take the job. It's not even worth mentioning at this point, but there were others. There was one that was even supposedly there was the hire, and then there was the conversation about more money, and it was taken off the table. Yeah, I mean, listen, there were there were people that wanted the job, um, but it, like here's the deal: if you would have said, forget the names, forget who they were, if you would have said, hey, Arkansas, after going two and ten and two and ten and having only won one SEC game in the past three seasons that the coach that was going to take the job had never been a head coach before in their life. And they had, and then you add in the COVID year. Like, how would you even feel confident about your program going forward? And I'm not saying Sam Pittman's perfect, but to, to act like, I mean, Sam Pittman's done 
considering how little people thought about him coming in and considering what he's done so far, he's exceeded the expectation. He's far and away, of course, better than Chad Morris. I mean, me, like me and Joe are better than Chad Morris at coaching football, I would think. But also, you got like Brett Bielema. Sam Pittman has done a, a much better job with Arkansas football than Brett Bielema ever did. So it's just a matter of, again, perspective and all of that. But to go from never being a head coach in your life, walking into a bad situation, and being able to make Arkansas a competitive program once again, uh, and considering all the things that was going against him, you, you got to give him a lot of credit for that. Zaxon Conway, what's up, Zach? Hey, John. Hey, Joe. Listen to your show a lot. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, the previous caller actually took a fair amount <laughs> of what I was going to say. I agree with him a lot on that. Uh, I, I don't see how replacing a coach every two to four years is, is going to lead us back to relevancy any time of my lifetime. I'm going to have to have some kind of stability, which I know that was a big thing for recruiting there for a little bit that didn't pan out. But uh, anyway, uh, I was kind of curious what you guys thought the ceiling uh, was for this team this year. You know, I'm looking at the rest of the schedule. I was down at uh, down at the Southwest Classic. John, I actually met you uh, in the in the concourse at halftime, uh, going to get some food. And then I guess I saw you at Bucky's as well. I wasn't trying to be creepy. I just, uh, <laughs> whoever was in the seat next to you, I kept running into that guy like five or six times oh, the, all day on Saturday. The dude so with the mustache? That was. The dude with the mustache? Yeah, with the, with, yeah. The, with the very nice mustache. Yeah, that's my buddy Devin, man. You can always count on him <laughs> with that stash rolling in. So, yeah, that's awesome. We, we were in the same section. And, uh, yeah, I swear, you know, getting in and out of the stadium, I ran into that guy no less than eight <laughs> times. I don't know what was going on. But, anyway, I wasn't that's trying awesome. to be creepy at Bucky's, man. I just want to say hi and all that. But, uh, you know, I was just kind of curious, uh, you know, looking at looking at how porous the offensive line was. I know everybody wants to gripe about it. and I'm not here to do that. I'm just looking at it as a reality. It, it doesn't look like we're we've got the protection to really run the ball. Uh, and you know, despite some changes that might be coming in, I don't I don't know how you're really going to fix that. You know, through the end of the season, given what we've got ahead of us, and looking looking at what's left on the schedule, I'm having a hard time coming up with six wins. I just kind of want to see if you guys thought thought similarly. Okay, thanks, Zach. Appreciate you calling in. It was good to see you and good to meet you down there in Arlington. Um, I mean, Joe, I feel like right now, just with the rest of the schedule, like seven and five. Kind of what I'm thinking, like uh, as well, far as like, <laughs> I mean, if you're saying ceiling, I mean, yeah, you can go nine and three as a ceiling because technically they still can. But as far as like, I feel like best case scenario right now, seven and five is, is probably best case. Seven and five was uh, the initial pick for the season. So if we're saying that maybe it takes a step back from there, maybe six and six, mm-hmm. five and seven, possibly. Oh but, man, yeah, yeah it, it does not look good. Um, where we currently sit, but you know, um, the next couple of games, people have already penciled those in as losses, and then it would pick up from there. So if they're able to get one of the next couple of games, then that could change things, but let's just say next couple of games, you are 2-5 and five at the end of that stretch. You have five games left. Um, it would look more likely like a 5-7, and 6-6 six and six type of season. Yep, yep. If uh, these next two games are critical for just showing... Uh, are you going to be in a bowl game? Or are you going to be flirting with one? Or are you just going to be on the outside looking in? Uh, we'll have Andrew Ellis join us in a little bit. Uh, let's get uh, Lewis and Litterock as well. People calling in. What's going on, Lewis? Hey, John and Joe. How you doing? Doing good. Doing great, man. Good, good. Hey, John. Happy birthday, man. Hey, thanks, Lewis. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, and then um, I heard one. I heard uh, Coach Pittman's comment earlier uh, when on uh, when you guys' show first came on. He said something about. He didn't want. He didn't want to feel like he was overstepping his bounds as far as the offensive line coach. Did I hear that right? Yes, yes. In certain situations, he, he was basically saying that he didn't want to be a, a micromanager of sorts, where he's got a coach, he's hired to do a job, and he's there to help and there to you know overlook it. But he doesn't want to be the offensive line coach when he's the head coach. Those were the comments that Brent mentioned. Right. Yeah, that he was commenting about yesterday, where he got hung up on. Ah, okay. And uh, well, I'm having a hard time understanding that. I mean, I understand what he's saying in a way, but if you're the head coach and it's not going the way it should be going and you know your job is on possibly on the line, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm going, I'm going to uh, intrude. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be like Nick Saban when he was uh, intruding on uh, Lane Kiffin a couple of times on the sideline. <laughs> when it wasn't going the way it should, I mean, I mean, seriously. If, if you know, I mean, if, if my job's on the line, I'm sorry, 
you know, I'm I'm not, you know, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you know, I'm going to do what I got to do. I mean, does it does that make sense? I know it makes complete and total sense. I Especially mean, when you have a background in a certain yeah. position, then of course you're going to want to give your input there. Exactly, and and so I, I, I don't understand that statement. And then um, and then I, I love that Joshua Braun dude, man. That, that guy, that guy is awesome. I wish I wish, I wish y'all could have him on like two or three days a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's he's very insightful, and, and again, he's he's always. Uh, uh, just answering all the questions and, and trying to do his best with it. So, yeah, he's awesome to have on each and every week. Yeah, and then one last thing. Um, you know what would really, in my opinion, what would really help this offense out? What's that? I think Dan knows he needs to throw on first down more because he's waiting until second and long, third and long, and then the defense knows what you're going to do, so they're going to pin their ears back and come at you. And they know we don't have the best offensive line. All you got to do is watch the film to see that. So, why not throw the ball on first down more? And um, and 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 because I, I think with this particular team, you might have to throw it to open up the run. And so, so I was wanting to get your opinion on that. Yeah, appreciate the phone call, Lewis. Good hearing from you, man. Um, I know. I think that that's a good thing that we've d- discussed of even this past week, where it seemed like it was very vanilla, if you will, of them running it so often on first and second down and throwing Rocket Sanders in on third down and ends up being almost problematic where it's like, yeah, it, it, this ain't working. Try to throw them off a little bit. It seemed like Texas A&M was knowing what was coming or at least having uh, an idea of how the formula was going to be. And they just maybe didn't do it enough. Because what was it, I think, for quarters two and three, KJ was two of six for zero yards. Like he only threw it six times. Now, granted, that was part of it because he couldn't get the ball off in some occasions because he was getting sacked. But yeah, I think that that was a huge part of it. Is just you maybe weren't as creative as you were trying or hopefully trying to be. They Texas A and M had a good game plan, and then they had a lot of talent on their team uh, to be able to defend the offense, and then even their offensive scheme. It everything worked out for them. Mm-hmm. Four and five star players. A and M has a lot of them, and uh, you know a lot of times. The Jimmys and Joes will always outdo the X's and O's. Uh, Rick's in East Arkansas. What's up, Rick? Hey, uh, I just want to tell you that, uh, you know, uh, before the season started, you know, I I, I called in on a couple of different shows. I said 8-5 and five is a great record. Yeah. It's a great record. I don't have these. I coached for 13 years in high school before I went to the principalship. And I played at UCA for a little while. And I know how tough this is. And I'm just going to say, I think we're still going to get there. It might be six instead of eight, but I still think we're going to get there. And I think we just need to give him a... Nobody wanted that job. This guy wanted that job, and I think he's doing a good job. Because y'all already mentioned uh, the other callers, pandemic, this, that, and the other. And uh, I'm just going to say I'm for him, and I wish one of these days I could meet him. Right on, Rick. Well, That's all I got to say, guys. Uh, y'all have a good afternoon. All right. Appreciate it, Rick. Thanks for calling in. It's good to hear from you. And, you know, I think that there's quite a few of people that, you know, kind of feel the same way. Where you know, there's anger and there's frustrations, and I'm it's justifiably so. I get it. But there's also some people that are on the other side. It's like, hey, let's be a little patient, see how this out goes. Uh, I think that he's a, he's the right guy for the job, and you know what he took over and where he's at. But you know, it's it's a performance based business. It's it's the SEC. It just means more for a reason. People want to win, and then, especially in the beginning of the year, where it's like, man, you don't even look redeeming like right now. Like it just there's nothing about you right now. And everyone's like, oh man, well. You know, they're getting there, but this is really fun, or this is really good. Just not been any consistency. It's just as one thing that they can point to and say, hey, hey, no matter what, we can count on this in the game. You don't even have that right now. Well, one, one game changed everything. The BYU game is what changed yep. everybody's outlook on what's going on because you win the BYU game, you drop the next two. It was almost expected to drop the next two, the next four, or whatever the case may be, but because you lost to BYU – that changes everything going into this stretch. Yeah, because, again, you're on a three-game losing streak. If you just lost back-to-back games with maybe a more winnable game against Ole Miss, considering 
you know, the matchup itself and how crazy that game can be, you know, that's that's where the frustrations come out. But uh, let's talk about that in a little bit more as we go to the phone lines. Welcome to Andrew Ellis of HawkSports.com, friend of the show, and uh, we'll have him on for just a few minutes. What's up, Andrew? How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great, John. If you need to uh, cut me off to let some more people vent, you know, no problem. You know, it'll, it'll be all right. But uh, I'll try to, I'll try to, I'll try to live up to the standard they set. Oh man. Well, hey, that's uh, that's part of the fun job we have here on our show is uh, just being able to let people vent to their frustrations. Which I know you got to see that game against A&M on Saturday, and you know, heading into this Ole Miss game, you, know, you can understand why though so many fans are frustrated with the current performance of the Razorbacks. Yeah, you know, every pretty much every other game, even the BYU game, you could kind of point to a few things and kind of look at a few plays and be like, oh, well, if this goes differently, maybe it's a different outcome, or if that happens, you know, penalties, whatever. This one was just, there, there's nothing really to, there's no silver lining, there's no anything. In fact, Arkansas had a lot of variables in this game go their way. You know, I mean, zero penalties, you win the turnover battle by, by plus two or three, I mean, Statistically speaking, like if you're going to win these kind types of rivalry games against top teams, like you you kind of need those things in your favor. And Arkansas got them in their favor and still couldn't win, uh, or even really come close. And I feel like the final score was closer than the actual game, if I'm being honest. And uh, yeah, I think this was the worst performance of the year by far. Um, and I'll, offensively, man, just a huge step back. And I, you know, it, after LSU, it was things were bleak, but there was still some things to build on, some things to kind of oh, if we correct this, do whatever, but. I just don't know how you come come from that A and M game and then have any confidence going into Oxford this weekend. So, Andrew, in your opinion, then because Arkansas had the favorite, you know, they were favored with the uh, the penalties and the turnovers. Where do you feel like the game was lost? I, you know, the game was lost whenever I don't. I mean, you know, they, they couldn't stop A and M in the first half, and so that was that was clear. It was going to take a pretty good offensive day to get to, you know, to win the game. They felt like they were going to have to score a lot of points. And, you know, Arkansas had a had a few moments here and there early. I felt like the matchup with A&M secondary wasn't an unwinnable matchup. I felt like I liked Arkansas's chances. I mean, you see Andrew Armstrong, he got open plenty in this game. Uh, Luke has before he went down. That was a huge blow, and maybe that took a little bit of wind out of the sails. But I, I feel like Arkansas had some matchups they could exploit. I really, I mean, I've said this a lot now, but, I really would have liked to see Isaiah Satania in there and really involved in the passing game and not just a, an obvious, quick, you know, tap pass to say we got him involved. I mean, really just let him go out there and see if he can beat man coverage because there's not really many Arkansas receivers doing that right now. Um, but I felt like there were some matchups they could exploit in the passing game. But as you saw just as the game progressed, Arkansas was in third and long so much, and their offensive line really just didn't give them a chance to even try and exploit those match- matchups. I mean, you go two quarters without even being able to complete a pass. You only attempt one or two. You go two full quarters without a completion. I mean, it's just, they just couldn't find any rhythm, and it just felt like it just snowballed on them offensively. And so, you know, the the, the spark that their defense gave them to start the third quarter and kind of the way they fought and made some adjustments to try and keep them in the game, it just didn't matter. I feel like Arkansas could have had 30 possessions. I don't think they were going to outscore a no matter what. So, Andrew, now turning the page to Ole Miss, we know this game's kooky every single year, and Arkansas's had some success, in fact, probably more success against Ole Miss than any other SEC team they consistently play. So do you think that this is an opportunity to where maybe the matchup is a little bit more favorable towards Arkansas? We know Ole Miss can score a lot, but they get scored on a ton. Is this maybe something that Arkansas can find a way to win? Oh, agreed 100%. I mean, just from a matchup standpoint, this this Ole Miss defensive front is not going to put the same pressure on you that that A&M front seven and you know that I guess that's the if you want to come up with an optimistic way to look at this A&M game you could say hey A&M had well like seven sacks against Auburn the week before this defensive front has a ton of five stars in it maybe that's just that's just what that was you just got beat up by a bunch of five stars one weekend so I agree it is definitely a for the Arkansas offense in particular it'll be a much much easier matchup KJ's had you know been comfortable playing in the state of Mississippi he's had some big games there uh, so it's you know it'll be interesting to see if we see the best version of him and see if Arkansas can get things going offensively. They should be able to run the ball a lot better than they have the last few you know all year I guess. Um, but yeah, like you know you then you look over at the other side and this is probably the toughest matchup this Arkansas defense is going to face all year or one of them. So it's it's going to take Arkansas really turning things up offensively and they're going to have to score a lot. And so we'll see if you know we'll see if they're able to build on any momentum or kind of stop the bleeding a little bit and. 
I'm interested to just see how they come out, what their energy's like, if they kind of rise to the occasion. It's going to be a good atmosphere, night game in Oxford, but I do think it's a more favorable matchup. But I think Arkansas offense is going to have to be pretty perfect when you're going up against an offense that can score like Ole Miss can. Red-white basketball game coming up tomorrow night. What will you be looking out for? Oh, man, I'll tell you what. The other day when we were at practice, I really, I really had a great time watching a very simple thing happen over and over again. A guard would drive and get in the lane and kick it out, and then someone would hit a wide-open three. <laughs> Jeremiah Davenport hit a few wide-open threes. Joseph Pinion hit a few wide-open threes. There were some other guys. Uh, Jalen Graham hit a corner three at one point during the practice, but it was just it was really refreshing to see something so simple be executed by an Arkansas basketball team and have that kind of outside shooting threat prevalent the entire time. I mean, you look around the court, there's adults, there's older guys out there that can really have a lot of experience knocking down these shots, and it just feels like a completely different team. And I'm not here to say, like, oh, this team is way better than last year's or it's going to be they're going to win X amount of games or this is the best team must have had or any of that. I'm not here to say any of that. But I think you can tell that this is an older group, especially compared to last year. I mean, it felt like last year when we were at practice, they were having to stop every three minutes to explain something or tell somebody how to do this drill or coach them up through specific things. And it was a lot more of a flow, flowing, you know, smooth operation uh, last week when we were in practice. So I'm hoping that continues. And, that, uh, you know, Arkansas fans kind of see some of the shooting ability of some of these guys, like a Khalid Battle, like a Tremont Mark, you know, like Joseph Pinion, who was knocking out a few threes, Jeremiah Davenport filling it up. I think it'll, it should be fun. And I'm glad that it's on Wednesday night and not Sunday afternoon. The last couple of years have been little tough having to come there on a Sunday afternoon to Barnhill. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to be up there and checking it out as well, Andrew. So look forward to seeing you. And as always, we appreciate you hopping on. Uh, enjoy the weekend, man. And hopefully we catch up with you talking about an actual win at some point in time this year. <laughs> yeah, one of these days. Absolutely. But look forward to seeing you tomorrow, John. All right. Appreciate it. That was Andrew Ellis of HawkSports.com. We're up against it. We will take a break. Come back with Trigger Tuesday. And then we got a few, few people on the line. We'll get to your phone calls as well here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Facility Maintenance Services presents Melinda Mayo when she joins Morning Mayhem each Thursday morning. Serving Central Arkansas, Facility Maintenance Services. We don't cut corners, we clean them. Sports Center. Arkansas football head coach Sam Pittman spoke to the media yesterday and talked about the losing streak and his team's fight. Our team, I think, is resilient. I believe they are, and we'll find out as the weeks keep going. But we've got a lot of football left, and to be honest with you, we need one. We need to, we need to get one, and then that'll that'll help us into something else. We need to find a win, and uh, obviously we're going to try like hell on Saturday. Arkansas faces Ole Miss on Saturday with kickoff set for 6.30. And the Major League Baseball postseason starts today as the wild card round gets underway. The Rangers will take on the Rays, the Blue Jays will take on the Twins, the Diamondbacks face the Brewers, and the Phillies host the Marlins. All of those games can be seen on ESPN Networks. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Morning Mayhem on location Thursday at the Grove Hunting Club in Jefferson County. Over 12,000 acres of waterfowl hunting. The guys will catch up with Jamie Price, former Ole Miss pitcher, and get you ready for the big game this coming weekend. Thursday at the Grove with Morning Mayhem. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Have you been denied a new roof by your insurance company after storm damage? You won't be denied at Shamrock Roofing. Give us a call or visit us at shamrockroofer.com. Right now, we're offering a free impact-resistant roof upgrade. Plus, if you've been denied coverage by your insurance company after the storms, you automatically qualify to win a new roof for free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com for details. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all at shamrockroofer.com. At Eat My Catfish, fall is our favorite time of the year, and football season isn't the only thing making a comeback. Available now, our famous shrimp gumbo and Cajun boudin balls make their return to the menu. Order online at eatmycatfish.com. Eat local, eat fresh, eat my catfish. The pandemic is over, but COVID-19 is here to stay. In fact, it's still among the top five leading causes of death in the U.S., just after heart disease and cancer. So this fall, stay up to date with the latest COVID-19 vaccines, just like you do with the flu, because you've got no time for 19. The vaccine may not be for everyone. Please consult with your doctor. Brought to you by Moderna. 
At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you need rainwater Holton Sexton? Anywhere in the state, dial 8. 888-8888. It really is just that easy. If you've been injured and need help, it doesn't matter where in Arkansas you are. Just dial 8. 888-8888. We'll come to you. I'm Mike Rainwater of Rainwater Holton Sexton. We have been thankfully serving Arkansans for years, and we appreciate the trust you've put in us. We work hard for you, Arkansas, each and every day. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. Fellas, Clint Sterner here. Let me get your attention real quick, man. If you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be low T. What's that mean? If you want to get back to feeling your best, you need to schedule your health assessment at Low T Center ASAP. It's quick, it's easy, and now it's convenient. Low T Center offers monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $155 a month, cash pay, or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low T Center or you just need the convenience of at-home treatment, Low T Center got you. They'll ship your treatments directly to your home. Go to LowTCenter.com now. Now to book online, Low T Center, reinventing men's healthcare. Fence Brokers presents Zach Williams every Tuesday when he gets in the zone with Justin and Wes to talk about what's happening on the hill and what to expect from this week's big game. Zach Williams in the zone from Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Unlike other shows, we don't talk over each other with old hee-haw jokes. It's bullcrap. Well, I ain't standing for this. Well, So call or text to actually be heard on Out of Bounds at 501-661-1037. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Arkansas right up on the football. Second down and six. Dominion stays in at running back. McKJ's going to throw. Fade down the right sideline. Broden's in the back of the end zone. He caught the ball. Well, he didn't catch it, but they throw a flag. After further review, the result of the play is a touchdown. Yeah. Touchdown, Arkansas. <laughs> On 103.7 The Buzz. Beautiful girls tell me goodbye. Trucks break down, dogs run off, politicians lie and fire. By the cause it takes one hand. Going to get to Trigger Tuesday here in just a second, but one thing that will never trigger us, of course, is Guatney Chevrolet with their great deals each and every month. As we know, in the month of October, it is officially truck season. And for well-qualified buyers with Guadney Chevrolet, they have the 0% APR deal for a 2023 Chevrolet Silverado brand spanking new. Plenty of inventory, too. And it also comes with no monthly payments for 90 days. The rest of the year, no monthly payments plus $1,000 cash allowance. That's a deal, folks. It's truck season. You want to get you a truck to whip around in whenever it comes to hauling all the hunting equipment or when it comes to hauling all the stuff over to the kids' football games or tailgating, whatever it is, they got it all with Guatney Chevrolet as well as 2023 Chevrolet, or excuse me, 2024. We're already into that point already with these new vehicles. 2024 Chevrolet Equinox, 2.9% APR for well-qualified buyers. And as again, all the inventory you can possibly fathom. So head over to Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville. It's the Gregory Street exit. There's a reason why they're Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. It's because they do it better than anybody, and they are conveniently located at 1301 TPY Drive. So you can check them out today at Guatney Chevrolet and GuatneyChevrolet.com. We'll uh, get to Trigger Tuesday and what's bothering us in the world of sports. Let's uh, squeeze Charlie and Mayflower in uh, real quick before we jump into that. What's up, Charlie? You there, Charlie? Okay, I guess we lost Charlie. All right, we'll call him back, Charlie. We'll try to get you in if we can. Uh, all right, so just got uh, this segment. Man, the show's flown by, but it's going to be a great show. Uh, let's jump into today's version, or this week's version, I should say, of Trigger Tuesday. I'm angry. 
I'm, I'm spitting angry. I'm like a tornado of anger swirling about. My heart rate is dangerously high right now. Triggered Tuesday, where you let everyone know what's offended you in the world of sports on Out of Bounds. All right, it's time for Trigger Tuesday. You're on Out of Bounds, and there's a lot of things that's uh, always triggering me, especially when my team sucks so much. But this is something that I, in generally speaking, it can go towards anything, but especially in this particular case in the world of sports. Uh, Oregon State, you know, they're actually having a pretty solid year, and uh, they were playing in a very important game over the weekend, and one of the things that uh, Oregon State, or just any college football team in general, you always know they're doing signals from the sidelines to send in to the offense. And with those, people, of course, have to read those plays and, and call it. It's just part of the game itself. Well, here's the thing that really triggers me today, is that the head coach for Oregon State, which, again, I think he's done a really phenomenal job, Jonathan Smith, uh, he was calling in some plays, and one of the things he did as far as they were trying to milk the clock is that he used the symbol of kind of squeezing his chest area, you know, because he get a little milking, you know, it's not to get too radical, but that's just what he was doing. And it makes a lot of sense as to why they were doing it, and some that the play call happened. So whatever, I thought it was funny. I think everyone thought it was funny when the viral video happened. But the thing is, is he comes out and in his press conference apologizes for it. He apologizes for it. And it's just like, dude, like, I understand that you never want to be upset, but he says, quote, for anyone I offended, I apologize. I won't be using that signal again. I hate when this happens. It's like, I get that there are things you need to apologize for when it comes to certain things in life. Like, you always want a second chance. You always want to make things right. Forgiveness is an important thing. But this type of stuff, when no one was harmed, Nobody, like, and if you were offended by this, that's more of a you problem than anything else. I just didn't understand, and I never understand why people apologize for stuff like that, especially as simple and as, like, small as that. It was no big deal, but when you apologize for it, it's like, okay, well, those people won, so they're just going to keep doing it again. Anyways, I just, I hate when people do that. I hate when you apologize for things that you don't need to apologize for. Because all it does is just set a bad precedent for anything and everything. If you got one person that's offended by something, then you have to just bend the knee and apologize. He shouldn't have done it. It just, I don't know. It frustrated me. I thought it was just a funny thing. That, yeah, and that's why he did apologize because of some of the comments that mm-hmm. came and he felt the need to do it. Mm-hmm. That was a little different in seeing it when he actually <laughs> yeah. did it because it was. it's been done before where somebody will do like this, like they're milking oh, a yeah, cow. Like, like the udders or whatever yeah, on the cow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're doing more of that than like milking <laughs> yeah. a person. Yeah. So that's where uh, some people, you know, they took an issue. Oh, yeah. I get it. So uh, what triggers me is the amount of criticism and the comments, the negative comments that athletes get when uh, they are injured. And we heard a case of that with Kawhi Leonard having to answer questions about it, the Clippers in general. But Lonzo Ball is a guy who's missed a couple of seasons, and he's expected to miss another season. And he doesn't know exactly when he'll get back on the court, but... Those are some of the questions he had to answer at Bulls Media Day. And everything happens for a reason. I feel like um, I couldn't, you know, control getting hurt or not getting hurt or anything like that. And it's just something that, you know, happened to me part of my career. Um, I, like I said, I try to stay positive. I don't look at the negatives. I try to think about what I can do to get better. And, you know, that's how I wake up every day and live. I definitely plan on playing again. Uh, like I said, I'm only 25. You know, I feel like the rehab process has been going well so far. No setbacks. So um, for me, it's just keep my head up and just keep doing the work. I just miss playing. I feel like it's a part of my life, a big part of my life that's gone. I mean, I've been playing, you know, organized hoops since I was six. So to be out these last two years, it's, that's been the toughest part, just not being able to physically get on the court and put a jersey on and go to battle. But um, like I said, I'm here to help in any way I can. And I'm looking forward to the season. Now, has his career gone like anybody expected, like he expected? No, he's been off the court quite a bit due to injury. But you can tell from him talking and just – being there facing the media that he's doing everything he possibly can to be able to get back on the court. And it it is amazing that he's missed a couple of seasons. He's about to miss a third season. And as he mentioned, he is only 25 years old. So he does have time to get back on the court. Yeah, I always appreciate and respect people that are doing whatever they can to get back on the court. It would be one thing if he was just like milking it or not you know, being communicating with the people of what's going on. Like, that's one thing. But, yeah, if you're doing everything you can, uh, that's all you can do. Um, another thing too, which of course you could, we could probably spend a long time on this, that triggered me. Uh, is this still this thing, man, with Trevor Bauer? Uh, something that happened, and he was uh, accused of 
a lot of horrible things ended up uh, costing him uh, a lot of money, ended up costing him part of his baseball career. He's only 32 years old and is over sexual assault claims back in 2021. But uh, finally got settled out of court and, and taken care of. But the thing is, is Trevor Bauer released about a four-minute video on social media, him explaining his side. Now, now he can finally talk about it. And he came with receipts, as they say, where uh, essentially he's talking about how the woman had had text messages and whatnot of her going to try and exploit him for money. and Before you know, they even met. Yeah, like it was a planned thing where she was going to go in there and there was, you know, again, text messages that she had with friends, talking about it, going to get the money and, you know, stealing his money, like, and everything. It was all a planned out deal. And I'm just like, you know, it's a very sensitive subject, but I have, I have always felt very strongly about, like, if you commit sexual assault, you deserve to go to prison. You deserve a punishment that is extremely harsh because that should never happen. However, if you're someone who does something like this, falsely accuses someone of sexual assault or goes in with something like this, you deserve just as harsh of a punishment as the person would have gotten if they actually committed the act. I know that may not be everyone's opinion, but to me that is it is one of the most lowest and most despicable things you could ever do because not only are you a bad person for lying about it, you're a horrible human being because that lessens some of the impact of people that truly have been sexually assaulted. Like I just I have no respect for anybody like that that does that. And I feel bad for Trevor Bauer. You know, I'm not saying he was perfect and everything, but uh, for him to go through that and being in his early 30s where he still had time to play, still was with the Dodgers, like there's no telling what he could have accomplished if it wasn't for this bogus thing that ended up happening that took on, that, dro- that got dragged on for two different years. So. Yeah, and beginning the video from the, be- you know, from the start where he says he's finally able to talk about this openly after two years and go public because... He couldn't even defend himself yeah. while all this was going on. Everybody had their thoughts on him and, and what happened, and he couldn't come out and publicly defend himself, and now he could. So that part was a positive to it, but there were a couple of things that stood out from the messages where she called him the next victim. Mm. Now, she's a mm. victim in this situation as far as what was put out there, but from the start, she called him the next victim. So she's done this before. And then she had a video of him while he's sleeping and she's at his house. She's making a video and you can see him in the camera frame. Mm-hmm. And he was, she was kind of like smiling and whatever. And he said, I believe that was the, the time frame that video came out was the alleged date when he had attacked her and assaulted her. And it was showing that after the fact of that time that she said happened, you know, there was nothing to that extent and showing that. So, uh, but yeah, I just, again, I have zero respect for that. And I think, what was it? She even came in with part of the text that was in the body and sounds and the body of the text, which sounds weird. I know, but she says, daddy need to choke me out because that's what she was trying to get him to do. That's what she was into. Yeah. And so again, it's just, it's disgusting. It's horrible. It's awful. She's terrible and everything. I know we're up against it. Charlie and Mayflower. I'm sorry. We got about a minute. What's going on, man? Hey, uh, once again, I just wanted to tell you guys, you guys are my favorite darn show. The way you you you, you put positive spins on everything, and you uh, you're just so good. And uh, I I'd rather listen to you guys than the mouth of the South. He's a great guy, but man, you got to go against him. That's really incredible. And uh, you guys just do such a good job. And I I wanted to talk about sports and uh, uh, coaches and the football and everything, but it sounds like there's not enough time. So uh, I'm a second-time caller. I, uh, I've i been listening to you guys for a long time, ever since I came here from Alaska. I just found that the Buzz Radio was my favorite station. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but... Uh, well, hey, Charlie, as always, man, hey, we're up against Appreciate you. Call in tomorrow, man. We want to talk to you once again, Charlie. You're awesome. We love the fact that you listen to the buzz each and every day. We appreciate it. Call in tomorrow. We'll get you on. We'll have more Out of Bounds coming up next. Gentlemen, the rumors are true. Your favorite sports bar is coming to North Little Rock. Brewskies is proud to announce a second location is coming to the Lakewood Shopping Center. And it won't be too long where you can get the same great pub grub, happy hour specials, and late night fun when it comes to North Little Rock. Voted the number one sports bar in Little Rock for the last four years to catch all the games all year long. Get ready, North Little Rock. Brewskies North is coming soon. 
Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Justin Anchor reminding you that if you want the job done right, then don't stress. Just go with the best. CertaPro Painters is your go-to painting company. You can get your free estimate scheduled at CertaPro.com. That's Certa with a C. Each CertaPro Painters business is independently owned and operated. People who are going to be responsible and people who are going to be accountable to you and your family to make sure your project gets done right. So if you've been thinking about sprucing up your home or business for the fall season that is almost upon us, you need to get CertaPro on the case. Use the company that I've used many times over over the years. It is CertaPro Painters. You'll be happy you did. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks. Where can you find 16 cold beers on tap, the largest Irish whiskey selection in town, weekday happy hour, as well as college, pro, and even World Cup football games all on big screen TVs? Oh, and let's not forget the great food, great drinks, daily lunch specials, music on the weekends, and a private party room available with reservation. Well, of course it's Dugan's Pub, your favorite Irish pub in Little Rock since 2010. Dugan's Pub, downtown 3rd and Rock Street. Dugan's Pub, L.A. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L01 Series is part of the tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience. They feature powerful Kubota diesel engines and easy operation. The durable Kubota L01 Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Work smarter, not harder with River Valley Tractor. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Have you gone all summer long and you've had pain in your knees, your back, your hips, maybe even your shoulder? Well, why don't you try to get rid of that pain? Hey everybody, it's RJ Hawk. I've been talking about QC Kinetics now for quite some time and I've got friends, family members across the country that are using QC Kinetics right now and it is changing their life. And the best part, no drugs, no surgery, no downtime. Think about that for a minute. And people are feeling like their self again with no pain. QC Kinetics doesn't just mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties in your own body to go directly to those joints and restore and repair those damaged tissues. Listen, life is about motion and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are boom out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into uh, first off, I was uh, at least uh, laughing about uh, when people get mad about other people who celebrate and whatnot, which I'm one of those people, like, if you rush the field or rush the court and I feel like the the cause is stupid, then I'm going to call you out and make fun of you. But that's just me. But still, uh, in Major League Baseball, though, we know that the Rangers were able to get to the playoffs, uh, as we all know. And uh, Rangers general manager Chris Young, he was very furious 
because the Houston Astros were trolling Texas after winning the AL West because of the way they celebrated. And even uh, one of the reporters there in the state of Texas had tweeted out, the Rangers partied last night after clinching the playoff spot while the Astros had a champagne toast and quickly turned their attention to Sunday and one more win. Houston's been there, done that mentality, paid off it seems. And uh, Young was not happy where he says, I find it ridiculous that this is even a subject. This is the most professional, responsible group of players that I've ever been around. We have been very subdued, champagne popping, but beyond that, there was no partying that it was anything outlandish. These guys had earned the right to pop those champagne bottles, and that was the extent of our celebration. It had no impact whatsoever on Sunday's game, which they lost. And really, it's for journalism to even suggest that. Honestly, it's very disappointing, the lack of professionalism of the Houston journalists for putting that out there. It's classless, and it's not appropriate, and it's completely fabricated. It's wrong. So... When it comes to the celebration, I listen. I get it if you're the Astros because you've been there so many times before. You know that what the expectation is. But if you're the Rangers, you haven't had that much success. It's been a rough go since the losing of the World Series back in I guess 2011 against the Cardinals. So it's just funny how uh, that all comes about, and the general managers having to lash out against reporters to say, "Hey, you just don't even worry about how we celebrate because what you said was a lie." But in the end, it's all about who wins in the postseason, and that's what both teams are going to try to do. Coach Prime gave an update on Travis Hunter and how he's doing in his recovery from a lacerated liver. He said it's likely that he'll miss the next two games. And he also said it could be two to three weeks. It would be my desire for him to stay out at least until the bye week. Now, Colorado plays Arizona State, Stanford over the next couple of weeks. Then they have a bye and they play UCLA on October 28th. But he also went on to say that Travis is doing well. He was out at practice, coaching his butt off. He's one of our best coaches that we have, just uh, lending what he sees from the game. So we have some uh, drama brewing in the falling outs from, of course, the stupid Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, all that nonsense. But anyways, uh, it's kind of the point where, and I knew we all knew it was going to happen. There's going to be stuff that's reported and. Uh, TMZ and whatnot of what's going on behind the scenes. But one of them, of course, is huge because Travis Kelsey's ex-girlfriend, Kayla Nicole, unfollowed on social media her former close friend, Brittany Mahomes, who is Patrick Mahomes' wife. It was on social media, and after the latter was spotted having a girls' night out with Taylor Swift. Nicole unfollowed not only Brittany's husband, but Kelsey's Kansas City Chiefs teammate, Patrick Mahomes, as well as his brother, Jackson Mahomes. But Brittany said and her husband and brother-in-law I'll still follow Nicole, so therefore uh, it must have been one-sided. And I'm like, wow, the amount of research that went into all of that is ridiculous. Does it have any impact? I'm not sure. But when you start to mix in the pop culture with the sports, this is the stuff that comes along with it. So, man, drama brewing with Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, and the Mahomes family. John Gordon, the artist who designed the Green Bay Packers' distinctive G, their team logo, Passed away at the age of 83. He was uh, a young art student at St. Norbert College in 1961, and he was working as an assistant for the Packers equipment manager at the time. And he was told that the logo needed to be a G in the shape of a football. So within 24 hours, he sketched the design. It was approved by the Packers, and the logo was put into play where it was born at that time. And the original G was uh, more of a football shape, but now it's been modified over the years where it currently is an oval-shaped G. So does Green Bay and Georgia essentially have the same G, or at least really close to it? It's close, but uh, Georgia, it looks like that is more of a football shape kind of. Yeah, because then also is it Grambling that uses the same G? Think they have, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's similarities with all three of them. Yeah, pretty popular, uh, pretty popular logo then. Uh, so here's the thing. I, one of my favorite things about uh, breakfast. We all have different breakfast items we love, but I will admit that if I ever go to p- breakfast place and they have a breakfast taco or breakfast burrito, I'm always going to get it. It's one of my favorite things. And you know, fast food restaurants start to introduce breakfast tacos, breakfast burritos, and for their breakfast and everything. But for whatever reason, Taco Bell just now has announced that they have added breakfast tacos to their menu. They've had breakfast going on for years now. And it's fine, you know, if you want to go there and try it out. It's it's solid. But I'm like, how does that not like the first thing you lead off with if you're Taco Bell when you're doing breakfast? It's breakfast tacos. It's like the easiest thing to do. It's just, you already got the shells. You already got the tortillas. You got the cheese. All you got to do is put the eggs in there or the sausage or whatever. But anyways, they're just now introducing it. 
That's great and all, but I'm more impressed with the fact that it took them this long to come up with such an easy concept, considering they're one of the very few fast food Mexican restaurants. There's a Florida couple, Jeremy and Sari Turner. They have three girls. They just welcomed the, the youngest, their third girl, on September 3rd, and they live in Ocala, Florida. Now, the thing that is unique is that all three of their kids were all born on the same day, all on September 3rd. So they said in a statement, we were like, it's happening all over again. When they were at the hospital, the doctors kept telling us that it's a case that's never been heard of before to have two kids to be born on the same day, but then to have a third. And these are just their three kids. It's not like they have five kids. They have three, and they were all born on September 3rd. So speaking of something that I believe people should be jailed for a long time for, again, just my opinion, uh, but there was a viral video that went out in a rec league kickball game in Sacramento where it had a violent brawl, left one person unconscious, and this is a rec league of adults. Now, you know, forget about what, what the problem was or what was going on or anything, but here's my take on it. There's certain things that, uh, you know, it could be said as too harsh or not harsh enough, but I feel like if you are a grown adult, and a group of grown adults, and you get into any sort of physical, major physical altercation that leads to hospitalizations or injuries in a rec league sporting event, you should not only be banned from ever playing a rec league sporting event again, but you should also go to jail for a long time because that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I can even throw in there with parents and, and it's kids' games, all of those things. It's rec league. It's sports. It's supposed to be just for fun. I know competitiveness is in us all, but if it ever leads to brawls and hospitalizations and injuries, there needs to be some major punishments for that, no matter where it is. But it's just stupid seeing these videos pop up each and every day. There's a sculpture at an Alabama Goodwill that was purchased for $39.99, and the person who purchased it, they decided to donate it to Birmingham Zoo. They had uh, an auction. Well, the opening bid on this sculpture, which was purchased for $39.99, $2,000. So they're going to bring in quite a bit of money for an item that was purchased for under $40. So uh, also, this whole thing with uh, two players for the Giants of Daniel Bellinger and John Michael Schmitz, both were injured on the same play last night on the tush push. So now people are criticizing, saying, oh, look, see, it's not foolproof. He's just let the Eagles do it. Well, I think it's a little bit more than that, but those two guys got injured, and that uh, just happened to be the same play, which is really unfortunate. ACDC is opening a dive bar, and it is to celebrate them returning to the stage. So they are opening a dive bar in California, and if you're visiting the area, that's something you can look forward to going to ACDC's bar. Well, appreciate everybody listening in Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Also appreciate all the happy birthday wishes, folks. Much love to all of you. It's better stay tuned, though, because we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185.